Jamie Clough is an inspirational entrepreneur. He's already into his second business that he started up. He's doing honey. So he's a father to around 60 million bees in Western Australia, and he has a great vision for the business. Um, we can hear around Jamie, he doesn't have social media, and he talks about himself around, he has a real commitment to personal development. He's a bit of an enigma. He's learning how to play the violin. He has over different, seven different saving accounts, planning the rest of his life. But also, you know, with these things, he's quite a dynamic, um, ambitious person, but he's actually very quite, quiet and composed and he's one of my closest mates and to see this side of Jamie here talking about his business in a real energised way it really lifted me up. So if you're looking for someone who's really connected with nature, um, how he's built a business, aligning his personal uh, motivations and passions with his business, this is the conversation to listen to. Jamie Clough. Hey. Great to doing? have you here for an eye on yarn. Yes. First time. He's exactly Best right. Well, <laughs> well, I, I, I threw this at you when we were uh, out in the, uh, on the beautiful, in the Hamilton Islands. Yeah, um, not too on, long on ago. Lulu. No, Alandra. Oh, Alandra, yeah. not Lulu. <laughs> That's the one that uh, crashed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, foot engine breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, stoked to have you on board, mate. And there's a bunch of different things you want to talk about, but yeah. the quote. The quote, um, I was thinking about this on the way here, actually. Uh, uh, it's a bit of an abstract quote, but I think it's kind of cool. It's, um, a man who um, uh, procrastinates in his choosing will eventually have his choices made for him by circumstance. <laughs> I like that. You like that? And who, who do you reckon did that quote? Oh. Beck, who Harold. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> who? Hunter S. Thompson. Who? Um, one of my favorite authors. Oh. Hunter S. Thompson. You know, like Free Moving Up Las Vegas? Oh, right. That okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you love it. Yeah, American author. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And you know, that is a perfect quote. You, I think, <laughs> and I think we'll probably unpack it here with how organised and planned and yeah, scheduled yeah, and things you are. Yeah. Um, because I, I guess the intention of these iron yarns would go deconstruct different areas of life and personal and professional. But yep. what I think so many people would love to hear is like, you know, you're a bit of a, you know, just a stoic like You've gone off. <laughs> we were at school together, and then all of a sudden, I'm going off to Melbourne. Yep. I'm doing, what did you study there again? You, uh, commerce property. Commerce and property was yep. focused. Yep. You were over there for four, four and a half years. Four, four years. Four years. Four years or so, yeah. And then you thought, ah, yeah. oh, I'm going to come back, do a bit of a work in a company, figure out a gap in the market yep. in the real estate agency. Yeah. You yep. work at Black, Blackburn. Blackburn. Yep. Yep. And then you went on and was like, okay, I can do this better. <laughs> Is that pretty much what happened? Or? Kind of, yeah. Like, we went back, worked for Paul Blackburn, who was intense but amazing at the same time um yeah like you know just a business mogul essentially in what like his intensity and just his strategy and just what he was doing at that time um well he wanted he's quite a startup wasn't it and then it went to i, I got there it had like four projects and then it grew to like 20 um something like that uh off, off like his work and this guy jared sizer um they were just like a great duo effectively um so kind of got a bit of inspiration from them and then um, saw property management as a bit of a, like an unloved cousin <laughs> of property basically. And then uh, worked out to basically get my real estate license to kind of affect that business. And then went to Cape Horn Young. Um, I learned from uh, basically everyone there who who really good, but more of a, kind of like a traditional family real estate business and then started up Clear Property Management. 
Um, and just went hard at it for like two and a half years. Fantastic, got <laughs> yeah. two and a half years. Yeah. You've gone off on your own to have a crack at a little gap in the market and yeah. you were very focused on like, no, this is the area, this is how I'm doing it. Yeah, like super specialized, yeah, just residential property management. So like common property companies try to do everything but really poorly mm. and especially residential property management really, really poorly, typically. <laughs> um, and then so just did, okay, we're not doing sales or commercial retail, we're just doing residential property management. Um, and that kind of unified the focus of me and like you know everyone to hopefully have a good level of service, which I, I thought we did. <laughs> yeah. it, was a, it was great. It was an operation. You you kind of set it up as a bit of a like a life. Not it was going to complement your lifestyle in this phase. Like you had the office yeah. close to your home. You yep. worked your clientele were close to your home. Yep. So then all of a sudden you didn't waste this time in transportation. Yep. But then also. You know, you build a business from nothing into what was your rent roll at the end? Uh, about 185 or something. 185 from yep. nothing to 185, yep. and then you went off and um, and then you had this seed was like something was planted <laughs> in your mind, hey? The honey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, read a like a, 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 I guess a, an I am an information around from um, a guy called Shane McClendon who had this great idea about Manuka honey in Western Australia. Well, I, I thought, I think it is. Um, and uh, this even kind of took, and once an, you know, once an idea infects your mind, it's hard to go back, really. <laughs> all the goodwill, I mean, I remember having like these big ambitions of doubling the rent wall and doing all these things with Clear, and then post that conversation, that kind of reading that document, um, and having that opportunity kind of, it, it, it just all kind of fell away. Yeah, because I remember you were so passionate about it, you yeah. know, the rent roll and doing it. the business model was clear. Yeah. And there's people on the East Coast who'd been doing it in Queensland and Sydney a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was like, no one was doing a real specific yeah. platform like what you did. Yeah, a couple of people, but um, yeah. Uh, a couple of people yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cutting their grass. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, the market's too big to cut people. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And then you went off, oh, that's it. Well, Perth is a very, you know, it's a small community and you yep. can't really get around if you're not you know treating people yep. ethically because no. people talk exactly exactly yeah. i mean especially property investors like they all know each other they all look at the same forums and magazines and investment articles and it just gets out pretty quick totally so yep. you got to be you know and then and then so you made this jump to manuka yeah and did you grow up with manuka loving honey like every time you're sick having honey yeah i mean i think everyone does that i mean i think everyone has this kind of emotional connection with honey more or less. I mean, um, it's a great substitute for sugar. We think it's better for you, but I don't really know. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, oh, I mean, and the bees, I mean, it's not just the honey, it's beekeeping it's, as well, and being out of the country. Mm. Um, so, you know, I've done like a decade of working behind the desk in West Perth for various kind of office roles under fluoro lights, and um, you just need, you need a change, a bit of a change at least. Um, so getting out to the country a bit and Doing something more practical and tangible, I thought was what I wanted at that point, and it, it is. Yeah, you know, totally. So much more happier doing this kind of business from what I was doing before, I think. Mm. You know? So you set yourself up, you're like, all right, I want to jump out, pivot from this. I hope you're able to sell your business at a price where you've made a significant amount of profit to be able to buy into this business. Yep. So yep. this new business, what's the name of the company? Uh, Honey for Life. Honey for Life? Yep. And that was uh, Honey for Life. Have you the exclusive yeah. guys of that name or? No, we, don't, we haven't TM'd it actually. Oh. Oh, we <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's no, there's no like, I guess, um, brown value yet, really. Everyone right. knows about it, so. Yeah. Uh, but um, 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like it's one of the it's one of the business opportunity that really got me. Like this, I think this business is very um, scalable. Yeah. Uh, if you get the formula right, and uh, it's very defendable. Um, you know, there's a there's a pretty significant moat around, you know, plantations um, and beekeeping. I mean, you can't just go get a thousand beehives overnight or in the in the year really. It's, it's it's a bit of a significant hurdle to get over. So you went from managing houses yeah. to now essentially owning houses for the bees. For beehives, yeah. For beehives. <laughs> and so I, when we had a chat the other day, and I was like, oh, you know, you're recently married, yeah. and you're going to this next journey of potentially becoming a father, but yeah. all of a sudden you're actually already a dad to, how many bees in each beehive? Oh, between kind of 40 and 70,000. And so how many beehives do you have? <laughs> It'd be like 30, 30 to 60 million bees. Something like that. Yeah. 30 to 60 million, it's a bit of a variance. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it really depends on the season and you know, how big the highs are at a certain point. So, yeah, it's something like that. Um, it's wow. a lot. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of you know, humming mouths to feed. <laughs> wow, so you've got a few staff and you've got sites around the state? Yeah, everywhere from um, Geraldton down to Esperance. Yeah, and you got different kind of, uh, is that just a test trial, see what works better, or is it more? Uh, no, it's to kind of chase the floral source. So, like migratory beekeeping, you're basically going from flowering event to flowering event, um, and you're just chasing, you know, flowers around Western Australia. Right. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. And you're um, transporting the bees around? Yeah, on trucks. Yeah. Wow. So, it's, um, it's a bit of a logistics, logistics company as well, but, uh, it's very, yeah, it's very kind of where we're going to go next. Is it going to be Jarrah or, or Red Gum or, you know, uh, Southern Yate or just wherever it's going to be. Right. Um, so you're always going to need to be thinking ahead. And, um, but it's fascinating. Bees are fascinating creatures. They're, more, they're, like, they're like an onion. And the more layers you peel off, effectively, the more interesting they become. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, they're just fascinating critters. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's such a big part of our ecosystem. If you mm. go real deep, so I hear, I'm not really too much into it, but the, you know, the pollination, the sharing of all that, it's, they play such a huge part in uh, the whole ecosystem, Western Australia yep. and globally. Yep. Um, I want to kind of just, and then before we go into sharing with this, is yep. like, you know, what I love, you love nature. You were working at desks, you know, under fluoro light for so long, and then you've actually know this is where I'm happiest, and you've made the bold jump. You had a successful business, you know, made some, uh, made, you know, generating a good cash flow, and then you go, no, I want to do something that's never really been done at the scale that you're working on, and I'm going to go in the dark and just have a crack. And yeah, yeah, much, yeah. you know, and I guess the one thing I really loved about hearing that was, you know, there was a real that on a purpose level, on a purpose, on an energised level personally, but then also on an economic level, you think, you know, Western Australia is such a beautiful, pristine, clean environment. Yep. So you see this source that you're producing is actually going to be, the demand for this kind of product internationally is going to be bigger than the domestic market. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's a great product. Uh, so it's, um, it's just fascinating. It's a fascinating business. Um, I mean, New Zealand done a, a great job of making Manuka what it is today, effectively. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's just a really interesting business, I think. Mm. Uh, that's what kind of drew me to, to it. Mm. Um, yeah, so. How can people buy it? 
Honey, honey for life, I've come to the end. Shameless plug, Don't worry, there's no one sponsoring us. We'll say whatever we want. What I really like, we'll, we'll go into your wheel here. We've had a preset wheel. You've actually created your own one, um, which I think is really cool. And it kind of goes to show, like, you know, the day, how the wheels, you know, this is something that you can use to check in on areas of life that truly matter to you. Yeah, anything, yeah. And I remember a few years ago, you, your wife, Soph, and I, we had like a, on the back of the napkin, we had this chat. Would you do this with Soph? I would. Or was yeah, this more yeah. of a personal one? I mean, I think you could apply this to almost anything in mm. life, really. Um, it's a really good kind of graphical representation of thoughts and ideas, like modulizing things, I think. Um, so, yeah. And so you've got these stronger areas for you, uh, travel, wealth creation, so, and, 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 and enjoyment. And inspiration. <laughs> so tell me about like you know, there's a lot there. Is there anyone you want to particularly talk about? Um, I guess hmm, maybe um, I guess maybe travel. Considering we just recently did a travel ourselves, <laughs> but I mean I think um, having an adventure to kind of keep you going, keep you going, but like you know, be inspired by and kind of be working towards having it coming up within the next kind of three to four months. I think it's pretty important because it. You know, you know, you can do intensive blocks of work and then have that thing to look forward to and that, you know, that unknown or wherever you're going to go. Um, and then just do that over and over again, kind of four or five times a year. I think that's a pretty good way to run, kind of travel mm. uh, throughout your life, really. Um, mm. But a lot of people, I think, are very kind of last minute with that. They're just like, okay, we're going to do this on this weekend. And it's not like organized fun. If you, if you organize things, literally like more than two weeks in advance, the opportunities are endless. <laughs> but if you like two or three days in advance, you know, none of your friends will probably be able to do it. And it's just, it's a disaster. And like your opportunity, you know, your possibilities are just so limited. Yeah. And there's so many people that do it that way. Yeah. Um, which is frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. And so now you kind of, um, and that like, you know, we went through this great adventure and yeah. like, I feel the same as well. I'm like, wow, I, um, I feel so rejuvenated leading into this time yeah. for Christmas and New Year's because we, as mates, came together and we're like, let's go out in the boat, we will yeah. go where, yeah. and we'll get an idiot-proof boat. <laughs> Still managed to damage it, but we didn't crash it. Yeah. <laughs> go sailing and have a crack. And that was, and it was, I think one thing you, you said that was kind of got my ears was like the unknown. Yeah. It's actually doing shit you haven't done before. Yeah. And I kind of like that, and I think that we were all quite vulnerable into that ecosystem. We've gone yeah. to a place we've never gone to, yeah. and there are all these variables, and that kind of heightened whole experience, I think, for all of us. Exactly, yeah. I mean, if you just keep going back to the same place over I mean, there's like a nostalgia about that, which is nice, but um, I don't know, you can't replace the unknown and the adventure. You know? mm -hmm. I, don't know, I think there's something deep inside me that just wants to keep out there and exploring mm. something yeah and because one some things that came up in that on that boat like we had seven days together yeah. just us three guys didn't have any cards so, <laughs> it wasn't too it, we got upgraded so it was pretty nice but the thing was we didn't have any cards so we just had the biggest yarns that we probably never had before yeah yeah and one of the real cool things that i've kind of you know you're not on social media so whatever we do, you're not going to be able to share and promote. Pretty much, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny how, like, you know, Jawa and I, we've, you know, we've both gone through our challenges and, and on our mental health and anxiety, you know, different things. But it's interesting how you've kind of, you're just like one of those consistent blokes. 
You're not getting caught up. Always at 6,000 rounds. You're just there and you're smiling, you're having a good time, you're present with who you're with. Yeah. And um, I think it's kind of like, uh, I think on, on my level, how I feel with that, it's like, I feel actually, it's like, you know, I think all this time where you're reading, like I remember popping around your house the other day, learning how to do Excel better. <laughs> like, oh, it's just a casual bit of Saturday reading. Let's read a 300 book on Excel. Yeah. And then another book, what was derivatives and future trading? And yeah. what's one that you're reading when we're on the trip? What was that one? Commodities trading. Commodities trading. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like all of this time, I think, like, you know, that we're kind of on our thread checking in for whatever reason. Yeah. You're reading these books, which is really quite. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't really understand. I don't know, I've got a strange relationship with social media. Yeah. I don't think, and um, I think it's really good for connecting people in some ways, but it's, it's very bad for vanity and like kind of pushing people's vanity limits. Um, and like the narcissism involved and the virtual signaling and all that stuff, I kind of, I don't know, I can't get my head around that. Mm. Um, you know, when you see someone like at the beach, like doing a thousand foot shots and like trying to get the light right, and like, you know, their friends are like patiently waiting and like they're not enjoying that moment, they're trying to create this moment to like broadcast it to the people that probably don't really care. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, mm. Social media is an interesting one. I mm. think it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So then, <laughs> well, I didn't even my Instagram. Um, okay, so then we've got these other ones here. So you got health, personal growth, friends, and this. So let's you want to talk about this. Yeah, I guess um, this this okay, I'll choose the, the worst one. Probably friends, three point nine out of ten. Um, I think I did that because uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm probably working too hard and too kind of focused on different things outside of, um, you know, I'm not really focusing on kind of social stuff that much right now and it should be that because it's a festive season, you know, it's Christmas and like you should be hanging out with family and stuff but I don't know, it's probably just where I'm at right now in work where I'm feeling a bit like, oh, I need to go hang out with people more. Because <laughs> you re reconnect with some friends. You know? Because your mm -hmm. work's pulling you so yeah. many directions. Yeah. And yeah. then people are here partying, <laughs> you know, having fun, and you're not doing it. Yeah, it's a bit of FOMO, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of that. But um, I do need to make kind of more conscious effort to go out and, and you know, meet people and, um, yeah, do, do a bit of that. Mm. I feel that's lacking a bit in my life. Mm. Yeah. And just kind of like having, you know, that, that time where you just, uh, there's not kind of, you're held bound by time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've kind of liked, like when we, you know, when we do, do find the time to do it, it's actually, it's not, oh, I've got this hour window or block, yeah. it's actually a whole afternoon, when we, you know, whether that's going to Roto or, you know, going diving or going, you know, walking or having beers, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Just having that time, downtime where you don't actually have an agenda, just having a yard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I need more of that because <laughs> I'm always getting pulled back. Um, and so I just need to remove myself and think of it. Bit like that, you know. But the challenging thing is, is like you get these guys, like I, you obviously wouldn't know about this guy, he's called Gary Lee, and he's like this big social media person. <laughs> and he talks about, mate, if you're starting up a business, you've got no time for your friends. This is a time for you to go hone in on what you're doing, because yeah. that's going to set you up for the rest of your life. So it's kind of like one of these double, you know, Ed Swords things, it's like, yeah. you know, the friends, and after all these yarns that we've been having with people, you know, over the last day or so, it ends up being such a foundational rock 
it for does. people and their well-being and mental health. I think and so. it actually ends up being that source of strength which helps you do your business better. Yep. And actually you're thinking better because you're giving your brain that relaxing phase and then you yep. don't have this anxiety about, oh, am I lonely? Am I, do I not have a, these people I can call on if I am feeling a bit down and out? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, yeah. You can, you can go and, you know, create all these things to create all that future that you want, but then if you don't have, you know, that future to enjoy with anyone, because you work so fucking hard for so long, <laughs> actually, <laughs> um, it's, that'd be sad, that'd be a sad outcome. Whatever. So, I know, you seem to kind of recalibrate and check yourself a couple of times, I think, mm. um, when it gets too much. <clears throat> That's it. So, we've got, and then, persecution and health. Health, um, yeah, I think um, health's interesting one. I mean, I, I think everyone's health goes in cycles where you're feeling really good and you like, you know, have a big night, you're feeling terrible again and whatever. And um, I know I only put 5.4 because I think I'm drinking too much coffee right now. <laughs> so maybe you can It's gonna be a coffee. So I need to cut back on coffee, I think, um, a little bit. Um, but How does that make you feel? Does it make you bit it, like how many coffees? I don't know, I've been, Drinking like these little kind of kombucha like good energy drinks. Oh, um, they're not like I don't think it's like well it's like kombucha, right? So it can't be that bad for you. But um, I've only, I mean, only had one a day, but I think I'm like hypersensitive to like the the ginseng or something inside it. So So it's a kombucha mixed with caffeine. <laughs> yeah. And coffees, yeah. Yeah. And and then a couple of coffees on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, Sounds um, like a recipe of disaster. Uh, <laughs> so kind of disaster pants. Cut that down a bit, yeah. <laughs> it's like a glorified Red Bull by the sounds of things. It kind of sounds like a glorified Red Bull, a little bit. Yeah. I don't know though. I need to. Uh, I hope he's the option of uh, Red Bull. I need to look at the gram amount and like <laughs> how much how much kind of caffeine and like green coffee beans and that, that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting one, hey, like managing it all. Like um, when uh, classic Nat and I, my right. partner, we. Um, I was like, babe, you just seem like a bit thing when we first started going out and yep. then we did a challenge together just not drinking coffee yep. for a month. And full blown withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> like Nat was like, had to leave work early, wow. one like couple of days, like just literally, on the, literally two days in. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, well, and you only need to read like one or two articles about the impact when you get off it and you realize that dependence. Oh man, I'm, I'm completely addicted to coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's horrible. But I think it's, you know, if you have vices, that's probably a pretty good vice to have. Because, like, <laughs> you know, like, it makes you a bit more productive. You, get, you probably get a bit more things done. Um, you know, you, you get, like, a bit, a bit anxious, but, I mean, that's probably not, not a bad thing. <laughs> it's a trade-off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one. But I guess it's, like, uh, uh, what I've always felt with it, I've always found, like, on a weekend, if I know I can comfortably have a day, two days on it, off it, yep. then it's not actually doing any long-term yep. thing. Um, we don't know what the effects of that are, yeah. but I think some people are more prone to it affecting us in different ways adversely. Yeah. Like for me, I have one coffee, yeah. I'm like going, and yeah. it's I've been sipping on one coffee today, and I've got this tobacco just in case. <laughs> but it's when I have a tipping point, if I go over two coffees out, I know yeah. that's a red flag for me personally. Yeah, if I go over two coffees, it's all over as well. Yeah. I can't have more two. <laughs> so like this kombucha thing, you know, and you just cut that out. So. Yeah, right, okay. So then that's the health. Because I have, you know, you've been, one big thing that you've been doing is also this um, soft sand running, which has been a huge thing. Yes, yeah, I love that. I mean, um, yeah, like you, you do it for so long that it just becomes part of your life. You don't, you don't even kind of view it as exercise anymore, really. It's just, 
and you, you look forward to it because you're like, oh, I'm gonna spend that hour on the beach running with my dog, you know, it's great. Um, and like, she gets out, you can see her like basically smiling on the beach next to you, like your little buddy, you know, you're running along and it's like, wow, like, it's, it's such a good um, break from, and it kind of charges you up for the next, because yeah. I, I go usually about one or two o'clock in the afternoon, um, and it's like having, it's like having a coffee, you know, like a better natural coffee. <laughs> so you, you get back and you just, you charge work for the next two hours, it's great. Yeah, right. Because I think like between kind of one and, I don't know, 3.30, that's usually a bit of a dull face for a lot of people. 2.30-itis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so looking at the clock and like, oh, I don't you know when we get out of space. Right, well, that's a good know. little... What, happen, what, what happens in the days that you don't get to do that? Um, I usually go out that night. Oh, really? Yeah, all morning. It's just what you have to do? Yeah. Yeah, that's just how big. If, if I don't go every second day, I just start losing it. I think I've just got too much, too much energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start like, you know, becoming really annoying to Soph or just, I don't know. I'll start getting really like irritable. Irritable. About stupid things. Yeah. I don't know, I think like exercise is so uh, um, essential for like your personal well-being, um, really, because I don't know. I think um, I heard some experiments like you're a battery, and you know, you know the stuff that in the batteries that's just like like kind of acidy corrosion. If you just leave it for a while, you don't use it. Like your, your body's like a battery, you know. If you have to keep using that um, that battery, it's just going to start corroding on itself. Oh, totally. Um, I can't remember who said that. <laughs> it's probably sounds like something your dad said. <laughs> Um, and then we've got this one here, where, like personal growth. Yeah. So, uh, um, 5.3, yeah, I think, um, like, outside of work and kind of work-related things, um, I mean, I've been, I've been crack at learning the violin for a while and uh, hasn't been going well. <laughs> Violin's a hard instrument to learn by yourself. Um, but like, you know, yeah, uh, I guess. It's funny you hear perhaps someone learning to play the violin, I think of like year four, year five, <laughs> when you kind of get forced to play this thing. Yeah. But that's all, it's such an interesting instrument to, you yeah. know, as a, you know, as a young adult to have a crack at yeah. playing the violin. What was the motivation to do that? Well, I love, I love violin music. Mm. So, um, uh, I thought, you know, I could learn how to play this somehow. Um, I'm doing like, you know, the book by, you know, like song by song, book by book, like learning it and then trying to like, you know, um, but it's, it's difficult. It's really hard to teach at all. Do you know any Christmas carols? You're just tuning the thing as hard. Like, <laughs> um, Do you have a little tuner? I have a little tuner, yeah, but it's actually not straightforward tuning it. <laughs> as much as you think, you just like, you know, you do a couple of things, you're like, okay, that's oh, that's, you know, it's not, it's not like that. <laughs> Do you, can you play Christmas carols yet? I can play a couple of basic songs. Oh, how good is that? Yeah, I should have brought it in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do the intro to the podcast. Yeah. I'm looking for a bit of a violin. You, right, know? Just, right. you never know when you it's need it. It's a sad kind of like, you know, World War II music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, deadly. So um, I guess with, with this, with the ion, it's, um, we kind of go through, at, you know, we're at these different areas. Yeah. And if you were to identify this is where you're at right now. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you feel like which one of these would you could you do that could get like what's a low hanging fruit you could increase? Well, I think friends for yep. sure over the next two weeks. Yeah. And I want to get that from a three point nine to like a seven. <laughs> so pretty much just having a few more beers. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that got to watch a couple of times. Um, maybe we got to Shark Bay. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, um, probably personal growth a little bit. Yeah, like. You know, stop working probably start next week, so I have a lot more time to kind of apply to 
some projects that I've been kind of thinking of. Um, health, I think that's a pretty easy one. Um, enjoyment, I think, is going to be, I mean, who doesn't enjoy the festive season? <laughs> People are over-enjoying it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think that's going to take it itself. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and wealth creation, I mean, that's a hard one. Uh, yeah, I, like, you can't, you can't kind of um, push that too hard. That's kind of like, you know, golf. Um, the more, the harder you try, the worse you are at it. I've heard that, can't come who said that one, but um, that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can try it a lot, um, but like, you know, like commodity speculation, and um, the honey company, like honey company is going to be a slow build and um, I don't know, trading futures is, you can't rush that. <laughs> That's all about timing, so mm. uh, that's, that's the only things that I really enjoy. Um, mm. So um, pushing like something else would be, I think, a bit of a failure. Mm. So with that, with wealth creation, I um, so it's kind of a seven point, it's quite steady. It's mm. just ticking along. Yeah. Um, but I think on the flip side of wealth creation is this idea thing of saving as well. Yes. You know, and that's what I've seen, you know, when we've gone out and you have these, you've got seven different Saving accounts, yeah. <laughs> but you're just putting. You've got one of the most peculiar ones because yeah. you have a really appreciate wine, <laughs> yeah. and so you've got a saving you and so it's a great thing that you do together. Yeah. So you both love wine. Yes. And we want to actually save up and get good wine. Yeah. And every month, so what you put a certain amount into a fund. Yeah, effectively, because I, I find it hard going to like a wine shop. And, or like bidding for something online and spending like five hundred dollars in wine in one hit. Yeah. So, you know, um, it, it, it's, I feel like it's a bit self-indulgent. So, if you, I don't know, we just like put a small amount each week into this wine account, and then, like, it doesn't affect your kind of weekly or monthly cash flow to, yeah. to like a large extent. So I just want to, and before you know, I put all this money set aside for wine. And it's just there, and so you can go and then buy all these great wines that you really love. Um, yeah, one bloke, I got, John Stewart, I think you know John, Johnny Stewart, Phoebe's old man, Phoebe Stewart, um, John maybe, Stewart, yeah. he's, anyway, his quote, his famous quote is, life too short for bad wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's, you know, and yeah. it was quite interesting, I think, yeah, and actually going deeper and deeper into that, it's yeah. actually, you know, you could spend X number of dollars, but if you're not enjoying the depth of when you really appreciate a good wine, you yeah. understand the story behind it, yeah. you know, and your honeymoon. That's what you and so did, hey? Yeah, went to Bordeaux. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, wine's a whole world. It's a whole world of like makers and areas and regions and tastes. You know, it's just it's never ending. Mm. Um, so, if it if it get if it gets you, you know. <laughs> You set up, you set up a saving target every month. <laughs> well, I think it's one way to do it. And then uh, second to the kids' saving fund yeah. and all these other ones. And I think that's, you know, something is, uh, you know, we get, like a lot of us Gen Ys get so caught up in the moment sometimes, yeah. or going parties yeah. or get the nice shoes or necklace or shirt or whatever it is, yeah. actually, yeah. you know, how are you setting yourself up for the rest of your life? Yeah. And I think a lot of us, yeah. Well, if, like, if you get, say, a thousand dollars a month as your, as your wage, right? Yeah. Um, like it, it's very easy just from that seeing your account just to spend it mm. on stuff that like superfluous stuff that you probably don't need, you know. Um, where if you've got like um, basically like a pathway into say three different and you've got percentages for like food or like I don't know, entertainment, travel, wine, kid one, kid two, whatever it's going to be, um, 
then you know, your remaining budget is actually not a lot. And if you want to save like $25,000 over a five-year period, it's amazing From how much deposit that, or something. Yeah, it's amazing like, how much money you actually have to save every month. People don't realize that. <laughs> it's all good and well, oh, I could get that bonus, or I could get this, and all of a sudden, but it is actually something when you're getting a, a mortgage, they actually see your capacity consistently contribute to a bank account. Definitely. It's actually one of those things to increase yeah. your debt capacity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, um, you know, I guess Jimbo, it's been bloody good <laughs> having a bit of an iron yarn. Cool, yeah. Um, do you feel so, like this is a, this, you know, with the iron platform, this is something you could do with, to help you connect with your family or friends a bit better? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really something you could apply to almost anything. Um, I mean, the fact that you can kind of customize every module, um, you know, have small descriptions of every module. It tracks your progression or um, regression over <laughs> over time. Um, it's it's fascinating. Um, I've actually I haven't actually done it with anyone outside of you, but yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to do it with Sophia and do it with um, maybe someone from work um, if they're willing. And you know, it doesn't doesn't kind of uh, I don't know. Uh, they're they're from a different generation, so they might feel it is a bit I don't know too, yeah. too technology. <laughs> I'm getting know, that so. a bit. <laughs> Uh, so I think I think it's really difficult um, to almost anything. So yeah, you get onto something really. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>